Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this uh, mini-sode, I'm going to go ahead and just focus on uh, recruitment and uh, specifically the NCDA. And here to help me do so is uh, no no stranger to the podcast at this point, uh, Jacob Lesky. Uh, Jacob, thanks for hopping on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. And just on the off chance, people don't know who you are. Can you just give me a quick, like, your name? Well, never mind your name. I know that. <laughs> but uh, your, your team name, <laughs> the team that you're probably best known for, and your role within, within the uh, NCDA. All right. Yeah. So uh, Jake Lesky, uh, I'm in my uh, fourth term uh, serving for the National Collegiate Dodgeball Association. Uh, when I was playing in college in the NCDA, I played for Central Michigan University, and I currently am in my third season with the Columbus Gamecocks for Elite. Nice. Um, yeah. So tell me more about your your role with the NCDA. I mean, this is um, this is more of like a, a a mini sode, right? So, and the focus is going to be how to recruit. Um, yes. So, yes. who are you, and why? Why are we talking to you? Like, what, what's what's what's? <laughs> let's go there. Uh, you're, you're talking to me because I'm the guy that uh, most of our recruitment goes through. Um, I have other guys on our team that on uh, our board that help me, but my job is to recruit and retain any team. So, anytime we get a school that we find out is interested, they work directly with me, and we do all the channeling, the paperwork, and it's, it can be an extensive process. And then for recruitment, uh, we just or sorry retention. We just try to keep our teams, and uh, work with teams on recruiting at their schools to get more players, and uh, just to keep a culture in their program. I like that you said retention because that was not something that I had on my list of questions. Um, I'm definitely gonna ask about that towards the end because uh, kind of want to just walk through the process. Um, so when you say you say teams, uh, teams versus clubs, is there a difference, or are you using that term like interchangeably? I use the word interchangeably. Yeah. It's just easy to do. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So just to give anyone that might be listening some, um, some, I guess, preface, I guess, uh, we, we had talked about the NCDA as a whole a couple times. We did some recaps with the, uh, the championships and, uh, there was a lot of like good gems about recruitment and, um, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you know where to look in the hour and 30, 45 minute conversation, it's in there. I'm hoping to extract that because uh, it's at the time of this recording, it's July 30th and, uh, you know, school is going to be starting soon. And so I'm thinking if if people want to start sowing the seeds and get on the recruitment train, the time is now, right? I mean, sooner than later. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, schools are start universities are starting up the next. I mean, most of them are starting in August. I know some schools on the West Coast and um, some schools throughout the Midwest uh, start later. But yeah, overall, this time is now, and uh, this is when we try to do most of our recruitment. Um, we have a huge—I don't want to give any too much away—but we're we have a huge social media um, movement that we're doing. Um, well, essentially, in the next couple weeks or so, that uh, hopefully people will see. But we're reaching out to hundreds and hundreds of schools across the country, and uh, hopefully, we get some uh, get a bite here and there, and we can continue to grow our sport. Uh, thankfully, we've had a really progressive um, growth in the last four years, going from God, I think maybe 16, 17 teams to almost 35 teams in the last four years. And yeah. we're we're over, I mean, I believe we're over 15 years old. We're close to it in our 15th season. And so, um, yeah, so we've been around for a while in terms of dodgeball life. And, uh, yeah, we're just hoping to keep growing the sport. Um, our biggest thing uh, we've been noticing, our biggest uh, issues, we're, we're really competing with um, other club sports. Uh, that's been our biggest challenge, I would say, because uh, fraternities and 
or even sororities aren't as big as they used to be, uh, believe it or not. And so people are trying to find different ways to get involved in their community. I mean, there's so many different ways to get involved. And so club sports is really taking over most schools. And uh, so that's what we've been really competing with. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because like I'm looking, I'm thinking back to my interview with with Jenny Hodge, and and she was, um, I think she, I forgot what sport she was looking into, but it was like you know club day, like this is when you know the students go around and they, they figure out who they're gonna give their free time to, and um, you know it's like a competition, like you said, and for whatever reason dodgeball was available uh, overseas, and um, you know for whatever it worked out, she she fell in love, she loved it, and I feel like that's a perfect example of what could happen times x amount of uh, clubs out here um i think and i'm I might, maybe i'm just speaking for myself but i think like the perception is, has been that the ncda is for the most part pretty centralized in the great lakes um midwest um you know like northwest area northwest northeast area right like there's like a hub where you guys are really strong but if you try to come out here to Arizona, New Mexico, Southwest, uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we got nothing. We got exactly. Nothing. Well, you do have uh, OSU, right? Oregon State University. Oregon State and Gonzaga. Yeah, and and so it's like it, people want more dodgeball, and I'm kind of moving into like why this matters. So like people want more dodgeball. Uh, people are getting older, get married. They're uh, congratulations on your engagement, by the way. I think that was a couple months ago, <laughs> relatively soon. It just it was around May, but thank you. Yeah, no problem. Popped in my head just real quick, squirrel, but. Um, yeah, so so life is happening, and life as as life happens, you know, to these older players, or they retire for whatever reasons. Like we need backfill, um, and we as in like people that play elite, people that play competitively. And um, I know there's been a lot of conversation regarding why the NCDA should feed into elite better, but I, I think we kind of have it backwards when we look at it like like that. I think if the NCDA makes people want to play dodgeball, like that's that's enough of a win. And so um, I'm hoping to kind of talk about some of the things that may hold people back or people may not know about, um, particularly these outlying states, you know, you say you have nothing out there. I'm hoping that this will help people fix that. So, um, and looking at it through like the eyes of somebody who's like, just found out about the NCAA, maybe they, they, they came across this whole, this, uh, social media movement, or maybe they play an elite and they, they're forward thinking enough that, Hey, I want to go home and, and raise a club. Like how, how would I start? What is, what is like the first action look like? So believe it or not, that's actually, it's pretty different for every school. Um, but I mean, essentially most schools, the first thing is just reaching out to the club sports director. Uh, and just, and that's really easy to do. You can just go on your um, school's website and go to the athletic department and all that. And the uh, club sports department will have whoever's in charge and that's how you reach out. Uh, but I mean, the big thing though, is if you really are interested, reach out to us, we'll help you. I mean, if, if, if you just want to give it a shot, but you don't want to take it too seriously, we're fine. We'll take any help we can get. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, some schools, it's really easy. And there's some schools, it takes a really long time. I mean, we've had some really promising locations and promising schools, but the club sports department is just is asking too much of students. And it sometimes can be unrealistic. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, because some universities, they've hit their cap. So if they add any more clubs, they're going to, I mean, they don't have the funding for it. So sometimes it's just, we don't really, there's no room to grow there. So one thing I wanted to... Because again, my bias, my my, my perspective. Um, when I when I used to think, and I, this totally changed when I talked to you guys. Uh, this is why another reason I want to revisit this. I used to think that in order to start an NCDA uh, sanctioned club, you had to play by NCDA rules. Which, if you're looking at the West, none of us pinch, true. right? Um, yep. And it's not true. So, 
can you kind Not of true. How, how, so yeah. go ahead sorry no thanks for bringing that up i really appreciate it uh yeah, that's a huge misconception obviously our preferred form is pinch um but especially with our west coast schools and even our east coast schools we tell them i mean if you want to play other teams in dodgeball it doesn't have to be pinched if you want it to be recorded, I mean, you, you don't even have to pinch the ball. You can play open. It's not as much an advantage. But also, we encourage all of our schools to play different styles of dodgeball. I mean, dodgeball is dodgeball. We're just happy they're playing. And that's – so that's the thing. Is like, I mean, I could play – can I utilize, like, jailbreaks? Can I, utilize, like, lean Absolutely. towards – Absolutely. Awesome. But the only thing is if you want to play, in, like, in an actual match and it count, it does have to be our rules – in our style, but it doesn't mean you have to pinch. You can still throw throw open. It just won't be probably as effective. But like as I can quote our um, former president Felix Brown, I mean dodgeball's dodgeball. We just want people to be playing. Um, I mean we have clubs that their primary their their primary form of dodgeball isn't even rubber. I mean it's not most of them, but it's a few. Uh, and we they'll play maybe pinch maybe three or four games a year, but we're just glad they're playing. And I think that's such a huge takeaway because when you say like we got OSU and Gonzaga, I'm like, okay, cool. Are they going to like play against themselves and that'll be the whole season? Cause like basically if, if we, let's say ASU right, right here in, in Tempe, Arizona, we get a club going, uh, the, the likelihood of us going to Oregon to play against them and Gonzaga <laughs> is, is not, it's not going to happen for not a while. Great. And the likelihood right. of, you know, U of A school, Pima Community College school, all the community colleges here, maybe one to two years, depending on how well this takes off, right? So it'll be a while before we actually have a legit season. So it's like, well, what do we do in the meantime? Well, right. like you said, we can kind of just play dodgeball amongst ourselves, right? It, it's just... There's no rules to your practice. You practice the way you want to practice. Uh, the big thing that we've been seeing, uh, we've noticed a trend is uh, usually when a school does get founded... Uh, we noticed that the schools that really stick around are the ones that have former NCDA players on them or guys that transferred or people just affiliated with the dodgeball community. Um, we've also recently had a lot of coaches, so former players become coaches at schools, and then they help create the program. Uh, we'll give Wes Peters a shout-out. Um, he founded Cincinnati's program, nice. uh, University of Cincinnati, and, yeah, they're in their, um, going in their second year, and the numbers are great, and they're looking to keep playing. Uh, they actually came to our leadership conference uh, that we had recently, and uh, it was really a great success. I like that you said, so coaches, because I think um, as a coach, can you play? Can you participate? You can You can in practices in a game, right? You, can, you have to be a student. Right, but for old fogies like myself, you know, if I want to go play dodgeball with some kids. Well, that's, that's why a lot of the guys still coach is because it gives them an excuse to play too. Nice, and that, you know, for – for those of us that are wanting more dodgeball here in the in the valley of Phoenix, uh, that's that's an opportunity. Um, if you put the work in, you get a club going. Hey, you get to play as a result. Um, but there, there's something that, I mean, there's a few things that, that stuck with me, and, and it it kind of goes into why I'm doing Ball of State, why I'm doing the podcast, and that's because like longevity of the sport. Like I'm trying to do my contribution to make this sport last. I don't want to say forever because that's cheesy, but it's legacy, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want people to be able to listen to this 20, 30 years from now, you know, showing their grandkids or whatever, talking about like their glory days. But one thing that really kind of touched me was um, I don't know if I was talking to Kevin Bailey or we were talking about Kevin Bailey, but we're talking about the Nationals. And um, they're saying something about how like going to Grand, was it Grand Valley 
uh, Grand, State Ra University. Yeah, Grand Valley State University, um, when they're playing, all the alumni are there. Like, it's it's just such a, like, you know, people are going to watch the, the college games if they went to U AFU, ASU or U of A, right? And they're going to, yeah, I went to ASU. I have that school pride, right? But that doesn't exist in dodgeball. But can you imagine, like, playing in a, a club for ASU and people that are, were considered the greats of dodgeball are coming back to watch you play. Like there, there's just something really yeah. special in that. And that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why, that's why I still do this. That's why Felix still does it. That's why Kevin still is on the board. It's because we get guys that we want to have a legacy, but we also, we want this to be around 20 years from now. Exactly. So on. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause I don't know if people know this or not, or if I'm, any special case, but uh, Dynasty, the, the reason why they have that name is because Grand Rapids, um, or Grand Valley, sorry, held that title for so dang long. And that's, again, yep. it's, it's, it's longevity and it's, it's legacy. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this appeals to some of the older types that are, are thinking, hey, I might be ready to hang up my knee pad soon, but I want to give to the community. This is a perfect way. You get more people to play. You, you get that backfill and for people that are thinking, again, not to attack anybody, but um, people that are thinking, oh, the NCDA should do this, but they only worry about pinch. That's not true at all. So this is a perfect opportunity to get um, a lot of stuff done, you know, like knock out a lot of birds with one stone, help feed you guys, help uh, eventually feed into Elite and just get people playing dodgeball. So um, emotional tangents aside, we're, we're kind of talking about, you know, the steps. So you can go to the school's website. You reach out to a club and sports director. Um, do you guys provide like email templates? Like, let's say I just don't know what, anything that I'm doing. Like, what kind of support do you guys? Oh offer? yeah, I mean that's we'll walk you through it. So I'm so I'm obviously the director of recruitment, but I have a team below me. I have ambassadors. I have guys that want that are. I have a filter system, so I have guys below me that work with a lot of the more current schools. Um, but they also we have all this sort of stuff. Anyone to work with you. If I'm not available, there's someone that can work with you. But. Um, in terms of starting, we have everything. We have the format for a constitution, uh, what you need to, like, usually requirements. I mean, we go to the school website with you, and we walk you through the whole thing. And sometimes it can take years, and sometimes it can take a month, and then you're a club. It just really depends on the school. Now, in your experience, do you have to have, a um, like, an advisor, like a faculty member advising? No, but we, we recommend it, and the reason why is it makes you look more legitimate, and in case if something does happen, and sometimes things do happen out of your control, you have someone there to back you up. Gotcha. Yep. So we highly recommend it. Uh, not all schools require it, but highly encouraged. So if it, so some schools may require because I know U of A does, um, and so does Pima Community College West, because I, I've tried doing this back in 2006, 2007 timeframe. But for the schools that don't require it, it's, don't require it, it's still, it's still advisable, right? Still suggested, as you said, recommended. Absolutely. Cool. Um, just trying to think uh, about, so again, going back to, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, super excited to get th things done, you know, reach out to the NC day, let you know what school I'm in the vicinity of. And are you guys selective at all? Like, do you care? It can be a community college? Can it be a university? No, we, we don't. We just want the big thing. And at least for me, uh, we really want committed people. I'm not the kind of guy. I just a lot of people. There's indecisive. We want people that like. If this is something that you're interested in doing, come talk to us, and we'll figure out if this is the right path. Because um, it can take a lot of work. It takes a lot of organization. But once you've got it set up, it's fun from there. 
Uh, it really is. And one thing is you're you're adding to the dodgeball community, especially if you started in school. Definitely. Yeah. And so we just um, we really want we want to encourage all different people to join. We're uh, we're really trying to work on including females more as well. We're reaching out to that um, demographic and such. And so that's what we've been really focused on as well. So, but our big thing is, is just reach out to us. Let us know if you're interested, and like, um, we'll try to connect you with other teams that'll come out and help you as well. I mean, there's so many different tools throughout the dodgeball community, and so many people and advocates. Someone's gonna be bound to help you. Yeah, there's so many like, um, there's just so many like resources out there. Like the dodgeball community is, I mean, so many people do so many awesome things for a living or on the side that they can pull together and help out with uh, there's so much talent out there um if you just ask i'm sure people are willing to help out i mean we have like a whole fitness group dedicated to people that are trying to get in better shape from the dodgeball community with trainers that are you know giving advice and whatnot so i can't imagine like you if you have the drive and the commitment like you you can't fail right that's almost fair i mean yeah and I, I mean, f- yes, like, but I, like I said, unfortunately, sometimes there are schools that are super difficult. It just depends on how bad you want it. Right. But um, like the great thing is, is once you get it up and going, like I said, it's, it's pretty easy from that point on. You get to play other schools and you get to stay active. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it. What uh, do you do you have like off the top of your head? Any like any hangups that, that people tend to go through or any like walls that they would have to climb over? Just in your experience? Um, some of the times is you they ask you to get a list of names. That's the big thing, and the, they have to get emails. And I just say, just ask everyone you know. I mean, in my opinion, there's no shame in it. Just going, hey, I'm trying to start a dodgeball club. Uh, can I put your name down as being interested? And usually people are like, yeah, sure, man, put me down. Yeah, they might not be interested, but eventually you get enough names to turn it in, and then you can really start the work until people say, hey, I got approved to start a dodgeball club. You told me you're interested. Come on, man, keep your word. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's just really, it's being persistent and it's being, um, I mean, okay with bumps in the road and just keep fighting. I mean, like I said, we've got schools that took them two years to get approved, but eventually they got approved. They just had to keep working on it. So you just had to just keep, uh, just be patient, just be patient. And, and but like uh, I said, some schools, some schools it's done, it's done in a month. Uh, like you'll know, like, so if you, if you want to know, reach out to us and we'll go through it with you and we'll let you know, we're not going to try to sugarcoat. Right. Yeah. And then like, you know, as the saying goes, nothing worthwhile is ever easy, but it once, uh, from, from people that are only familiar with just plain dodgeball, like they, they've never organized anything. They've never set up a league or anything of that nature. There, there is something really just awesome and very satisfying when you sit back and you just watch other people playing dodgeball and you watch other people take to the sport and fall in love with it just as you did, you know, X yeah, amount of years. Great. It's a great feeling. It's, it's a great feeling. I mean, that's the one thing, the reason why I think the NCAA is the greatest style of dodgeball is, I mean, especially when you get all these college kids riled up and we got fans in the stands. I mean, it's a really great um, environment and feeling to be in. That's why I've been nationals is one of my favorite weekends every year uh, because of just the environment. And I mean, these kids are taking it so seriously and it's great to see this sport grow. Yeah, and it was such a cool production too. Just seeing seeing it uh, streaming on on YouTube and just seeing like the, um, it, it felt like, and I, and I said the same thing for last year with the uh, trampoline tournament. It just felt like a, a sports production, and, and it felt like I was almost watching college football. Like that's one of the things I love to watch 
You talk about our time. nationals. Were you able to you were able to watch all those uh, different games? Is that yeah, all those awesome streaming games and just kind of yeah, getting awesome. into the hype and then obviously talking to you guys and understanding the who's who. Um, that really just yeah, Mad, Mad City did a really great job. They did, and it, it really just tapped into kind of like I said. It's like it just feels like I'm watching college football, and you got the alumni there, and you've got like the history and the legacy, and you want this one team to win, or you know, it was just a. It was an awesome feeling, and I, and I cannot think of um, any reasons why you should not do this um, if you have even the slightest interest in looking into it. Because you might actually recruit somebody, or you might talk to somebody that becomes the next, um, you know, Felix or the next you. You know, you have, you have no idea who's out there. You never know. Yeah. Uh, the big thing I tell, I want people to know is for those that are listening, if you don't have time to coach and you don't have time to find people, I mean. The biggest, the best, the thing you can do is, I mean, reach out to us, say, hey, I, I live in this part of the country, I'm, or I'm near a bunch of schools that aren't in the NCDA. Can I put up flyers or can I talk to someone for you? We just usually need someone to get us started and get our foot in the door. Once we get that, it's clear sales. Yep. So usually, we that's what we've really found is when people just volunteer their time and they can do stuff for us, we see a lot of success. I'm really glad you said that because I think it's for a second it was sounding like, oh, once you commit, you cannot get out. Like you have to see it through to Absolutely the barrier. Absolutely not. No, yeah. we just need usually someone to get us our foot in the door and get us um, names of kids that would be interested in starting. That's just what we need. Um, I mean, people got <laughs> – they got other things in their lives they got to worry about. We're just looking for help. Anyone that's willing to just give a helping hand, we'll take it. I mean, the one thing I really like about the dodgeball community is that people treat it like a family, and so we try to – help everyone out we hope they'll help us out too yeah and let's uh let's bring more people into the family let's let's spread the gift of dodgeball to people that have never that don't realize yet how much they're gonna love it um exactly it, there's just so many people out there that want to play I, I just know it um well i think i mean i i can probably pick your brain all day and, and i, I kind of want as i said to stick to the the 30 minute time frame so i want to real quick go to the uh and this is really quick, so thank you, Sergio, for actually submitting a question. But I, I guess I can't really ignore Felix. Um, when I asked for some some quick questions in case anybody was interested, he had to ask, um, and this is not helpful in any way, but why not? Uh, he asked you, would you rather eat hot sour cream off a dead possum or or chug one gallon of water from a public pool? I don't know how this helps retention, but you know what? What would you rather do? He's, I'm going to taste my own medicine. It's like my, I Every time I'm around him, I probably ask him like 50 of these. Oh man! Uh, I'd probably do, I'd probably do the gallon of public pool water. I'd have to do that. What about you? I, I was thinking about like, why are you even thinking about this? You don't have to answer this yourself, but uh, <laughs> well played. It's fun. Passes the time. I, I would rather. Oh God! I was gonna say sour cream until I said hot, and then he said eat. So there's probably a yeah, lot. Hot sour cream, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I if it's if it's a digestible amount of hot sour cream, I might still do that just because <laughs> the. I mean, I I so I live in an apartment complex. I see what's in the pool every single day, and these are oh, adults, yeah. and I just like. Either, hey, either way, you lose. Yeah, you don't win. <laughs> but you also don't get like chlorine poisoning, I imagine. So there's also that. Um, okay. Yeah, the possum wins, but God dang, Felix, why would you do that? I can only imagine what other uh, awful scenarios that nobody wins he comes up with. But um, well, let's go to let's go to the Sergio's question. So he asked, um, "Has there been any school without naming them that gave pushback as far as recruitment goes? And if so, how do you combat that? Um, 
to where you can potentially win them over. So is that's it bribery a great or... question. Um, that's a great question. I would say, I mean, yeah, we have. Uh, usually those are the ones that uh, make it hard, really hard for teams to uh, be, get founded and start up. And that's usually because they don't have the funding or honestly, they don't have staff to help us. Um, there's some schools, I'm not going to name them, but we work with a lot that just don't have, they're too big of a school and they don't have the staff, club sports staff to help us. So a lot of the time we have to do it ourselves. And um, yeah, the biggest thing that we do to combat it is we tell them, listen, we have an organization created to help these students so that you don't have to. All we need you to do is get us the funding and the practice space that we need and we're good to go. Um, and, and usually at that point we have somebody that's interested. Uh, but the big thing is we just, when schools are cooperative with us, usually it's pretty quick and easy and we get teams playing within a month or so. Nice. And I imagine like, it's also like a, a, a personal relationship that if, if you are the actual person that's going to make this happen, see it through all the way to the end, um, or you take over somebody else that got you there, like you, you set up personal relationships with these people with these uh, admin and faculty, and that, that probably helps, right? I mean, imagine they're not going to turn you away if they like you, right? So, I mean, God, I sound like a teacher, but life's all about relationships. I mean, that's what it's all about is creating um, bonds with others. And, I mean, that's why I miss the NCDA. I love my elite par- um, teammates, especially the Columbus Gamecocks, but one of the reasons why I love the NCDA is that it felt like, it, I mean, it was a huge team. I mean, and it was in college and it was a great experience and um, it's just hard to beat that. And you know? <laughs> if you're playing club dodgeball, you're not a division one athlete. So uh, what I'm saying is though, is it gives you a chance to really be competitive again and do it a sport that's unique and really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... I imagine you can even put this as a bullet point for your resume, right? For people that want to do some extra stuff. That's a stuff. great point. That's a great point. I knew I'm like, I'm forgetting to say something <laughs> uh, for me. I mean, as a teacher, I was a two, so I was a two time all American in the NCDA and I put that right on my resume along with being on the board and it gets brought up every time. It's a um, great talking point and you can, I mean, easily spin it as a leadership experience. Um, I know it was for me and it still is. I mean, yeah. So it's, if you want to start a club, I mean, you can put that in your resume. That shows that shows initiative, persistence, and leadership. Networking abilities, works well with others. Absolutely. Uh, organization. I know skills. a lot of I know a lot of guys that have got that it gets brought up. Um, there's a late um, alum, uh, old alumni. His name is Mike Van Ehrman. Uh, he got his job in Vegas, I believe, working for a casino. I could begin this wrong, but um, he said what the break them what got him above everyone else was his dodgeball experience because it was so unique that it threw them off and he got the job. Nice. Uh, you, you never know. Um, dodgeball. I mean, it, it literally can be the gift that keeps on, keeps on giving in so many different ways. Like, yeah, you have fun playing dodgeball, but Hey, you're actually more athletic or you're more active than normal. You get to meet a lot of people. Um, my last job that I had, uh, with the startup company came from a relationship that I had with dodgeball. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, so many things I can point to, just the network that, that you become a part of. So there, there are just so many benefits and that could be a whole podcast episode on its own. Um, I did mention retention though, just again, trying to, trying to keep this somewhat relatively quick. Um, let's say we fast forward a little bit, we go through the motions, we get a club going, it has a pretty successful year. What, what's some retention, um, advice that you might want to give to anybody that might be thinking that far ahead in the future or might oh, be yeah. in that 
Nice oh, yeah. So, so we we have all sorts of different um, tactics and ideas for retention. Um, I mean, the biggest thing in it's like the dodgeball community, we we say make it like a family, make it like a I don't want to say brotherhood because we're co-ed, but because we're and we also highly encourage um, female participants. But I mean, make it like a family, really. Um, I mean, make it your own community. That's what I tried to do when I was at Central and I believe I succeeded. And uh, I just really think that it's all about making people, I mean, a lot of these kids are coming straight out of high school. They don't have their own group yet. Help them find their uh, new group of friends and new family. Help them find their, their tribe. Is a, we found that the most successful teams are the ones that have traditions, that have a strong culture. I mean, the Grand Valleys, the James Madisons, the Central Michigans, they have a strong culture and they have strong um, traditions that keep people coming back. That's so cool. And that is, um, that is something I, I just, I truly feel like the, the West um, is really missing out on that I want to help, help change. Um, just because, like you said, tr- like imagine having traditions uh, here in Arizona uh, with the, the schools here in uh, California all the way up to uh, all the way up north. It, it's just. The, It'd be the, great to see in California. I would love oh, to man. see it. I mean, it could be its own. Con- it would be its own conference. There's so many schools. And, and we always talk about like, oh, yeah, West Coast, best coast. Like imagine on the, coll- uh, the collegiate level, like it, it would be. It it'd be, be impressive. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Well, I, I could I could talk to you all day, as I've said already, probably um, about recruitment, about the steps. Um, but I think it's it's just best to to kind of just do it, just get started. But uh, I do want to give you one last opportunity for anything that we might have missed or, or any kind of closing remarks that you might have. Yeah, just you know what, if you're interested whatsoever, reach out to us. We are open arms. We have open arms. We want people to continue to help us to grow the sport. We want you to be able to keep playing. This is a great way to do it. And a big reminder, to be in the NCDA, you do not have to play pinch. We encourage all our clubs to play all different types of dodgeball, whether it be foam, no sting, rubber, open, you name it. We want you. We just want to grow the sport. And that's really it. We're um, continuing to grow, and we want uh, more schools and more people to be a part of our community, be part of the dodgeball community as a whole. It pains me to ask this, but would you even accept cloth? I mean, I mean, I don't think we'd say no to it. I just, uh, in case there's any weirdos out there that, that must have it, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I said, if, if to be recognized and to be able to compete competitively against other teams, it, it needs to be as of now, it needs to be pinch, but we are moving in a direction where we'd be open to different things. But like, if you just want your club to have practices where it's cloth, we're open to it. We're really, we really are. And like I said, we encourage our West Coast teams to go to as many tournaments as possible out there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I was actually going to, I was going to ask you the taco versus pizza question, but I think uh, we covered that already when we were talking about the championships pre-cap, you'd answered taco. I think you're right. Has that changed? Uh, You know what? I think. Yep. That's pizza. I I think it's pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm not going to question your decision to join the right team. I'll just accept that. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if we have to examine the rules and see if we can accept that as one for, for pizza, but, um, Sounds I'm down. Great. Awesome. Well, it, I mean, it sounds like, again, and just, just with you on it, I want to repeat, if I give you even just an inkling of my time and I get this thing going, we get something that's sanctioned from a governing mass that's way bigger than me, which I know is a huge thing for universities. Um, we get your help from people that have been doing this for years and have grown to over the, like several hundreds of dodgeball players out there and several clubs now. And we get people playing dodgeball 
and then we also get like networking skills and, and all kinds of other fun stuff. So, I mean, it just sounds like oh, yeah. wins across the board. So it really is. I mean, we're, I mean, if you start a club, they give you funding. So not much, very little comes out of your po- own pocket. Uh, and some schools give more than others, but I mean, yeah, just reach out to us. Anything, anytime that you have, if you're interested at all, we will be there. We will help you. Awesome. 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 Well, man, I, uh, definitely appreciate your time. And, uh, if people have questions, uh, they can reach out to you and, uh, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right. So that was a discussion on recruiting with the NCDA. And I really hope that that kind of dismissed a lot of potentially preconceived notions in terms of what it takes to actually build a club or, or a team at, at a local university or, or college or community college. Um, the fact that just because your club does not mean you necessarily have to play NCDA rules or utilize the, the pinch, I think might uh, actually help a lot of people that might be on the fence actually move forward and, and get those clubs going. Thank you so much, Jake, for, for hopping on as well and giving your time to explain that and, and kind of just talk more about just the subject as a whole. Um, for those of you that are listening that may be interested in actually moving forward with any kind of recruitment efforts, uh, please hit up ncdadodgeball at gmail.com or Jacob Lesky through various social medias. He should be no stranger to the community. And um, I'm sure you can just get the process rolling, whether you're just going to refer somebody that is at the club or go from full scale, going to start a club tomorrow and go through all the motions. But the biggest thing is at the end of the day, if we're playing dodgeball, that that's really all that matters. We want to contribute to the community now and also and build that that legacy and make sure that people are playing dodgeball long after we all retire. Um, Anyway, I'll leave it at that. So if you're still listening, uh, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.